Welcome to the Building Blocks of Business, a podcast show where we dive in and explore various aspects of the business world. This show is brought to you by Esel NITK in association with NITK Toastmasters Club. I am your host Teerth Savla, final year B.Tech student from the Department of Chemical Engineering. Today, you are listening to the second episode of our season one, the ABCs of applying to a business school. In today's conversation, we have with us Pranav Ram. and Bhanu Yashwant Yanduri graduating in electrical and electronics engineering Pranav Ram is an NITK alumnus from the batch of 2014 Pranav has assumed several roles at Goldman Sachs Amadeus IT Group White Shield Partners and is currently working at Bain and Company Pranav has been a business student at HCC Paris and HKUST Hong Kong with a CEMS dual degree he has lived and worked in the Netherlands France UAE Belgium and Hong Kong He is also a founder of MIMMentor.com, a service that helps prepare individuals with their MIM application at affordable rates. Our second guest today is Bhanu Yashwant Yanduri. Yashwant is an NITK alumnus, graduating in 2017 as a chemical engineer. He has assumed several roles at Reliance Industries Limited and Zedis Associates. He pursued his masters in management from the Parisian Essex Business School in 2019. He has also been the president of Esel NITK. and the founder of the annual flagship event e-summit it's great to have both of you here with us how's the weather in the city of lights we were inviting uh, us uh, teeth really happy to be here and happy to be talking to you about uh, the abc's of applying to a business school uh, i'm currently in uh, brussels belgium and uh, it's it's actually rainy here it's how uh, surat kal would be in the month uh, let's say august or july Wow, <laughs> I can imagine that. Even here in Mumbai, it's raining cats and dogs. So let's dive into our podcast. So first things first. When it comes to masters, many people are confused between the various options available to them. Masters in management, masters in engineering management, and masters in business administration. What factors did you consider before choosing a man, Yashwant? Okay. Um. So actually, one of the main factors was that my Pranav he helped me a lot in understanding what MIM was at the beginning. Um. So basically, usually for MIM, you usually need like one to two years of work experience, whereas for MBA, you generally require three to five years minimum of work experience. And I was looking to delve into the business side of uh, of companies as such at the beginning. And MIM was a good way of shifting from the engineering side to the business side and to learn about the business aspects as such. Um, also, MIM is like a program where it's more flexible. Like you can learn about all the various aspects before going into what you want to specifically go into. So that was something which uh, really intrigued me because I wasn't exactly sure which aspect of you know business I was uh, completely into. But through this, I'd be able to figure out where exactly I want to go into. And yeah, it uh, Europe was a different place. Okay, so the work experience really matters when you choose from MIM and MBA. What about you, Pranav? Um, yeah, I think it was uh, sl- similar but slightly different for me. Like I completely agree with what uh, Yashwant was saying, and uh, I remember like a couple of years ago we had a conversation when Yashwant was applying to ESSEC, and uh, I I fully agree. I think M I M Masters in Management, right? It's like a business degree for college graduates or young professionals. So you can also apply without any work experience. you can apply with up to 2 years of work experience 
And um, the MBA, on the other hand, is for really experienced professionals with work experience ranging from, I don't know, four to eight years or even more. Okay. So that's why I think the decision between an MIM and an MBA is a very personal decision. You have to make that decision um, when you feel it's the right time to do the degree. For me, more personally, I was in a position where um, I had finished like around one year of work. And I was, uh, you know, really looking to make that transition and move to the business side and a business role. And I saw this degree as a perfect enabler to kind of help me make that transition. And like Yashwan said, I was looking for international exposure. I was looking for flexibility. I was looking for a degree that gave me the opportunity to explore different options. And uh, that's also why I think like the MIM, um, you know, like it gives you the option of a gap year. Most of the MIMs do where you can kind of decide your own curriculum. You're not kind of put into this fixed cookie cutter approach of like, okay, first year, second year, graduate. You can do first year, you can do like an internship, you can do a gap year, and then you can specialize in like multiple things. So it gives you the time to explore. And I think that's that's one of the biggest difference, right, between an MIM and an MBA. Of course, financially and tuition fees wise, an MBA is like double or triple the cost of an MIM. But in terms of flexibility and in terms of who the program is for, MIM is for fundamentally a different uh, kind of student. All right. So it's mainly for people who want to shift to business roles very quickly after they graduate. And even it offers some kind of international exposure, plus the flexibility of deciding your own curriculum. That's a really good thing about MIM. So Pranav, can you tell me more about your time at HEC Paris? Sure. Um, it was, um, so I started HEC in uh, 2016. So this was four years ago and I only graduated last year uh, and I didn't graduate so late because I failed a few courses. That wasn't the reason, but it was because the program was so long. Uh, it was two years long and I decided to take a gap year in between. And overall, it was a wonderful journey. Um, going into HEC or going into France, it's not like I had a specific connection to France or family in France. So I pretty much went there with um, no friends, no family. And I was willing to kind of like take that plunge into a new country, into a new business school. Um, and it, I'm surprisingly positively, uh, you know, like uh, happy about this decision. Absolutely no regrets because looking back, it's been, um, you know, like a great transformation journey. And fun fact, HEC Paris is not in Paris. Okay, it's a little bit away from Paris, just like how Essex Business School is not exactly in Paris. It's a little bit away. So it when I was the first day I was uh, arriving at campus, uh, they actually organized a shuttle bus from us. Um, and the journey was kind of similar to like how far it is from Mangalore to, uh, you know, Suratkal. So and then I, we were going and going and going and we passed through some farms and fields. I could see some cows. And I was like, okay, this is like, uh, you know, like Suratkal all over again. We are in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and uh, the campus is like, literally, there's nothing around it. Uh, and it's just the campus and the people on campus. But that's that what make the experience like quite special because like it forces you to really connect with your uh, peers and your classmates. And, um, you know, you build friends uh, for a lifetime. And I think a little bit more about my program in specific. So I did my first year, just like everyone, you learn the fundamentals of management everything from marketing and strategy and finance. And then in my gap year, I uh, really took the opportunity to understand where I wanted to work and where I wanted to live. So I did uh, four internships in uh, four different countries, um, uh, namely like Amsterdam, uh, South of France, um, Dubai, uh, and uh, Brussels in Belgium. 
And my last internship in Belgium was at Bain. And uh, that's where I felt like, okay, I really want to live and work here. Uh, I love the work and the city was also nice. Um, and also the second year of HEC, I decided to grad, uh, specialize in SEMS. SEMS is a wonderful concept. It's an alliance of uh, business schools, 33 business schools all over the world. Um, and you get to choose uh, and do an exchange semester in any of these business schools. Okay. Uh, so I chose uh, Hong Kong, uh, HKUST Hong Kong, simply because I wanted to live in East Asia. And that was an area I'd never lived and worked in. So I thought, okay, it would be interesting to understand how it is to do business in Asia. And this was before uh, the unrest and violence in Hong Kong uh, last year. So I think this was my overall HEC experience. And like, uh, I mean, looking back at it, I would love to kind of do it all over again. And uh, some of my closest friends in Europe are also now from HEC. And it's uh, it's funny how like, you know, how like you in NITK, you spend four years there and you build friends like, you know, you know them really well and they're your good friends. Similarly, you spend three years in a business school and you have like friends who are as good as your friends in NITK. So that that was about my time at HEC. Your time at HEC really sounds enriching because you had so much variety over there and you were able to do so many internships, try out different stuff and even live and work in a different part of the world. That's something I look forward to. So how was your experience at ESSEC Business School, uh, Yashwan? Um, so it's a bit similar, but yeah, I've just completed one year right now. I started in uh, August 2019 and I just completed my first year like a couple of days back at Tesic. It has been an enriching experience. It's a bit different from NITK. I think like the way of education and the methods of teaching are completely different over here. And the uh, profs over here are um, really helpful as such. And um, you can reach out to them at any point of time and they know what they're like. They're really into uh, whatever they're doing, and you can help them out in projects and stuff over here. Apart from from apart from that, I think the crowd over here is also uh, really good. Um, I mean, you can interact with anyone, and you know, gain a lot of insights. The fact is, everyone is from a different different background, and you know, uh, all of them have different different uh, experiences as such. Like some don't have work experience, some have two years, some have three years. So each of them has a different insight on what they want to do and what they want to get into. And like learning about that helps you also gain, gain a perspective of, you know, what exactly you might want to get into as well. Um, so in the first year, you have a choice of getting into uh, chairs and tracks as well. So chairs are basically uh, partnerships with industries uh, as such, where, you know, a couple of companies will be sponsoring a couple of projects where you'll be working along with a couple of students. And uh, you'll also be doing certain courses related to, uh, certain, uh, to the subjects that matter. So um, there are chairs like uh, digital disruption and uh, leadership and diversity as such where you learn about topics on uh, which are which are relevant in the industry right now. And I was involved in this chair called uh, Innovation and Health. So I was working with this company called MGen, and the chair was sponsored by Sanofi Genzyme also. So we were working with these companies and working on projects uh, related to innovation and health as such. So it was a good perspective for me uh, to learn about all the various facets of the health industry, and it gave me a, uh, like it gave me insight of what I might get into if I go into this industry as such. And apart from that, you have also options of a track uh, where you know um, you can take certain subjects related to you know the business field you might want to get into. Like uh, if you want to get into economics or finance, you can take like five six subjects. It's basically like a minor, so you'll do like five six subjects. And you'll get a certificate saying that you've completed a track which will help you into this certain field. 
So that's also something which I'm pursuing, getting trying to get into the business analytics track as such. Um, apart from that, I think like uh, the experience over here is like different. Like it's in a hostel, and again, it's pretty fun over there. And you get to travel around quite a bit with uh, the friends over here. So you'll like learn. Like you'll have a lot of fun basically. And uh, yeah, like what Pranav said, uh, the people over here are very good, and you'll be friends with them for a long period of time as such. So just our first year at ESSEC has been uh, so diversified for you, I guess. You have had uh, an op- opportunity to try out various programs and even internships. So that's really good. Also, for the people who are listening from NITK, ESSEC and HEC are both located a bit far away from Paris. So it will be just like taking a shuttle to Mangalore. <laughs> so ESSEC and HEC Paris are one of the most prestigious colleges in the world. Can you tell me about your application to this program, including your preparation strategies and resume building for the same? Pranav? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I think uh, application to the program, uh, application to any business school, right? I think you have to uh, really feel like you connect uh, with the program. Like you should feel like the program is for you and is the right thing for you given your uh, you know situation in your career. You could be just graduating from NITK or you could be like, you know, working for one year or two years, but you really have to read enough about what the university offers and what the program offers. And surprisingly, most of this information is available on the website, you know, uh, no surprises there, but like people don't look at the website enough. Uh, and I think how I can tell you how I went about selecting, um, you know, like business schools and how I went about preparing my application. I looked at, um, of course, I looked at the program and what kind of, you know, like, what it offered and what the post-graduation opportunities were like, what are the career events and like, where do the alumni usually go towards, uh, what kind of jobs they take up. But of course, other than that, I think location and reputation of the university are also like two other important factors. Uh, you just have to go to a university that is, let's say popular in the country. I mean, there's a reason we all study in NITK Suratkal, right? It's got this brand, it's got this reputation. And that also reflects in the students who study there. So similarly, HEC and ESSEC are universities that are very well reputed in France and also in Europe. So think of it as like the number one and number two university in the country. So everyone who recruiters who come there or students who come there are going to be of a certain quality. And that makes your overall experience really good. Uh, And this is I can't stress how important it is to, um, you know, like select the right business school for you simply because you're making a decision uh, of spending two, three years in like another country or studying another program, you're spending thousands of euros. So it better be like a good decision. Now, moving on to the application, right? Uh, I think the application, what I realized was that uh, throughout my application and in this, in the last two, three years of helping people with their application, the most important component of the application is your essay questions or your SOP as they call it in the, um, you know, master's GRE world in the US. SOP or your essays really are the most subjective element of your application and they can like make or break your chances. A good essay will make your application stand out. Now, what do I mean by good essay? A good essay is basically um, a really good story, a convincing and comprehensive story that uh, conveys like your motivation to study in the business school. So it should connect like your past, like what you've done before, what you're doing now, and why the business school fits in your future plans. And all of this should be kind of like woven together in a really nice story. And it should be made such that it differentiate. I mean, you can differentiate yourself from other candidates. 
because we come from a country of billion people. There are thousands of people who apply to business schools, HEC, ESSEC or any business school. So you really have to like stand out and, you know, like build this unique story. Now you don't have to like, I mean, I, I know you asked me, like, you know, how do you build your resume for the same? I think you should just do the things you like. You don't have to particularly like, you know, say that, okay, I will do this activity just to build my resume for the MIM. Then I think it never works that way because like you're not putting in your 100% into that activity. So do the things you like. But then once you've, you know, like once you're at this point when you're applying for university, reflect and think about like the things that motivate you to do whatever you have done. You know, like what are those internal or inherent like characteristics or personality traits that make you stand out and that really define you. And this is what you need to bring in your essays and in your application. Now, there are other components, like, of course, an MIM application is not, not just essays. There's your CV. You need a really clean and understandable and nice CV. Uh, you have your GMAT or GRE. Some of them accept uh, GRE now. Some of them accept CAT scores now. Um, so uh, give yourself some time to prepare for the GMAT or GRE and get a good 700 plus in GMAT or a 320 plus in GRE. And if you don't, it's fine. I mean, you can still compensate yourself with other things, other parts of the application. Then there's the letters of recommendation. And of course, your academic transcripts and your GPA from your uh, undergraduate university. So there are a lot of uh, things that go into your application, right? But essentially, I'd like to, for all the listeners here, like I think the most important thing is your essay. And, uh, you know, writing a good essay takes time. And I think if you focus, like give yourself enough time on that, I think you can uh, really, uh, you know, like make yourself stand out and submit a good application. All right. So the application strategy is a bit similar to how we would apply to other business schools. And you have to focus on building an innovative, uh, unique and coherent essay, like all of them. Mm. All right. What about your strategy, Yashwant? So yeah, my life is a bit similar to Pranav. Like he actually helped me out a bit, a lot with this. But yeah, so I think first thing is figuring out where you want to go. Um, without that, it's tough to you know decide like uh, which business school to take because a lot of people just apply without uh, knowing like what each school offers as such, and that makes it really hard once you enter the school. So yeah, I think you you really have to go and look into what each school offers. What are the various uh, subjects? What are the various options and career options that you can get into after this and you know uh, what you might be able to do uh, do and achieve over there so that's very important yeah the second part the application questions and the motivation letters are very important uh, you have to be very thorough with whatever you do uh, you have to you have to be i think you have to be a bit honest with yourself and you know uh, be honest in the applications as such and that's very important be genuine about who you are but yeah, you have to portray yourself in a good manner and portray yourself in a manner which is different from what uh, you, from what everyone else would be, and that's very important. Um, yeah, for me it was a bit different because I applied through my CATS course as such. I didn't apply through my GMAT course, so it was a bit different for me that way. Um, uh, so I think a good GMAT score or a good uh, GRE score is also really essential. So it's important to start like three four months before uh, preparations for that as well and you know uh, get a decent score and ideally you would also like to apply in the first two or three rounds because it gives you a better chance as it, as it is a bit of a rolling type of admission as well so apply a bit earlier uh, you'll have a much more good chances of uh, getting in, into the college as well 
And yeah, get your essays correct. That's what I say. That's like the most important point of it. And I think we have an interview also in the ending process. So that's more about how your resume and your application questions are. So if you've been like, uh, you know your resume thoroughly and you know your essays very thoroughly, you'll do it really well in the interview as such. All right. So thanks a lot to the two of you. I think the crux of this would be the two important things, which is first, identify the business school that suits your purpose. You know, just go to the website or even talk to the alumni. That's the major part of your application process, identifying which school to apply to. And second would be to build on your essay, uh, which, you know, helps you stand out among the billion other participants or applications that they'll be receiving. I think it's an important point you brought up there, Thief, like on uh, connecting with uh, alumni as well. I mean, Yashwan, thanks for bringing it up. Like even I spoke to a lot of people who had studied MIM before uh, and who had been there and that helped a lot. That helped a lot because it gives you perspective and it gives you inputs that are, that you can't find on websites or you can't find like on the, you know, university pages. So I, it's good. It's good. That's also quite important. Anyone applying, please reach out to people who have like, you know, gone through the same career path or who have like kind of achieved what you want to achieve and connect with them. And like, they'll be more than happy to help you out. Most of them, cause like they were in a very similar situation as you were in. So yeah. True. Yeah. What kind of experience would you recommend before applying for an MIM degree? Rano? Honestly, I think, um, there is no, I wouldn't say there's one particular kind of work experience because simply looking at the uh, students who come to an MIM degree, right? People come from very different work experiences. There are some who have worked in like manufacturing. There are some who have worked in IT consulting or like, you know, like Yashan worked in ZS Associates. I worked in Goldman Sachs. It's very, very different. Honestly, the, any experience you do, and I'm going to, I'm not answering your question on what kind of experience, but I'm just going to say that any experience that you take up or any job that you take up, um, just make sure that you can, uh, you know, talk about it in a convincing way when you apply for an, for your MIM degree. And what this means is that you should be clearly showing that, okay, like you took that job for a reason and now you're moving on from that job for a reason. And what you did during that work experience, you had like significant impact. You uh, built some good, uh, you know, like promoters, people who would talk good about you. And, uh, you know, like you learned a lot from it. Essentially, if you can, you know, like um, kind of tick off these boxes, like show that you have learned a lot from it and built enough promoters and show that you have had impact in that work, any experience works. Okay. And it can also be like a startup of your own. It can also be like you, maybe you volunteered for one year in an NGO and you know, like you said that, okay, like teaching is important for me or helping out people is important for me. Any experience works. Um, and, um, but you just have to think of it this way, right? If you're really, really focused on an MIM and you're sure about it, graduating from NIT Suratkal, like, uh, I didn't know that I wanted to do an MIM. This is the honest answer. I didn't even know what an MIM was. Okay. Uh, and I only found out about it like one year or one and a half years into my job. So I didn't even like pick my job thinking that, okay, like I want to, you know, finally end up in this business school. So if you do think that way, if you know for sure, I want to do an MIM and I receive like a lot of messages sometimes on LinkedIn from people who are in their third year or second year who tell me, Hey, like, I'm pretty sure that I want to do an MIM. And I'm like, wow, man, like, I mean, this, this is really good. Like, you know, if you know for sure that I want, you want to do an MIM in your second year, that's pretty great. But if you know for sure, then I would suggest do, do join a job that is, um, that is something of course you will enjoy, 
but that is something that uh, is different from the usual right i mean if you join an it company or if you join a i don't know consultancy or one of those typical college placements the chances that someone else from that company is also applying to your business school are quite high you know so to really apply for um basically like a job that is is unique in a certain way but that is only if you know for sure in your second year or third year and then you plan in advance but i would strongly recommend against doing that uh, simply because <laughs> it's not natural you know like it's not mm. natural and you probably might not enjoy it so yeah long story short uh, just any kind of experience works okay do you agree with that yashwant yeah i think uh, it's that's pretty much to the point uh, experiences like it is like it's not exactly uh, mandatory as such there are a lot of people who are here who still don't have work experience but yeah if you're getting into uh, any work experience as such be a bit passionate about it and you know do what you feel happy about so that you know even when you speak about it you'll be like more uh, into it and you know you can explain it much more better so yeah, yeah. that's what i would say is uh, more important because over here like the backgrounds are very different there are people from pharmacy backgrounds there are people from you know uh, who's who done like physics in their undergraduate so everyone over here has come from different different backgrounds and you won't exactly know like uh, what might be the different factors such just be passionate about what you do and that's good enough for getting into anything else right there is no right answer i mean you can do anything and you should basically enjoy doing that what are you doing right now and what role does your mim degree play in your current job slash future endeavors yashwan yeah so i currently just finished my first year and i'm looking for internships and up front to such probably in uh, business consulting or analytical roles as such so yeah so um, maybe you should tell them what uh, what apprenticeage uh, is maybe people who do not know they, i mean they were not they may not be familiar with it right yeah sure so uh, an apprenticeage is basically a contract between the uh, college and the company as such where you'll be either working for like 12 months or 24 it's basically a 12 month or a 24 month contract where you'll be uh, working half the time and where you'll be studying half the time so the benefit of the apprenticeage contract as such is uh, they completely pay for your tuition fees and they'll be giving you like a salary every single month so financially it is one of the best options to you know get your tuition fees covered and you know be set for the rest of your life like you don't have to give your loans as such so in that way it's a really good thing but i think uh, a lot of people take out internships because in that way you will be more uh, you'll choose roles which are more much more passionate and much more close to you and you can explore more options as such instead of being tied down to a company for uh, two years so if you're uh, if you really know what you want to get into and you really know what specific uh, role you want to get into then an apprenticeage contract is one of the best ways to uh, complete your mim as such over here and yeah so currently i'm looking for uh, roles in this space and uh, i think my mim degree has played a role in because it has helped me understand the business it has set the business foundations for me uh, to get into these roles and you know when i have like interviews i can you know explain about what i want to do and because of what i've learned and also build on how to present cases and you know um do like based the basic work which you'll be doing at the company you will get the basic understanding of it at, uh, at the college and that's what's helped uh, helped me a lot over here i think pranav would give you a much more uh, a much more better answer because he's been working in, uh, in this space already yeah sure Kind of, what do you think? So, in terms of my current job, I'm I'm working in uh, strategy consulting in uh, Brussels, and which is a 
quite an international environment given that you know like i'm not in my home country uh, i'm uh, i'm in belgium and like uh, the office is also quite diverse there are a lot of of course there are a lot of belgians uh, but there are of course a lot of expats as well and what an international business school really prepares you for is to be able to work in an international and diverse environment and to take up challenges um, you know like even though they are something you would have never done before and that's exactly what and i'm going to draw a very similar a very uh, nice analogy here in a business school every course uh, requires you to uh, you know like work in group projects and these group projects are usually with teams or in groups of four or five and these people you might have never met these people before or you might have never interacted much with these people before that's the first thing second thing is you would have never worked with people of that culture or that nationality and every culture comes with their own nuances the way and the style of working the style of communication is different so you have to go through this group project for your course and normally it counts at least in hec it counted like typically 40% to 50% of your grade so you know like your wow. main exam or the test that you write is not as important as your group project and mm. sometimes it goes this group project runs from like one month to like three months throughout the duration of the course so you have to be prepared to like work with these people you have never worked with before get the whole team uh, you know motivated and everyone has to work towards a common goal at job i'm doing something very similar where like every project in consulting i work with a new team i work with new people and uh, sometimes it's people from the same country sometimes it's people from different countries so what the mim really prepares you for is like these challenges um at work personal or professional um and basically working and being comfortable with um people from different cultures apart from that also i think an mim really prepares you to or like builds you into like this business leader kind of in your own way right i mean none of us are like ceos yet but i think like you can uh, you know you can easily like picture yourself or like think that you could be one just because you have attended this business school because it gives you the confidence it gives you like the skills it gives you the network and um, you know like i think that the the mere boost that a business school has in your uh, just the way you look at things is is great pranav you mentioned the importance of how the group project was in your curriculum and how it added to more weightage than the regular exams and it makes a lot of sense because that's what you do in your future endeavors and even job uh, capacities uh, the team collaboration quality is really important to learn so that's really great how these business schools accord so much weightage to group projects uh, pranav you are a founder of mim mentor which is a wonderful initiative that helps prepare, people prepare for their mim applications at a much affordable rate other than uh, the other com- competitors in the market so can you tell us uh, about the inception of mim mentor and about how it has helped people in their mim applications sure um so yeah i mean i think mim mentor is i mean it's an application platform where people can of course like get help with the application but more than that it's also like a mentoring platform because like the people who are going to help you with your application are going to be like people like me and yashwan who are students of a business school or who have recently graduated from a business school so i think how it started was while i was in my first year at hcc i got a lot of like requests from friends and family or even like acquaintances from linkedin who said hey i'm looking to apply i'm take i want to take a similar journey as you did and i want to apply to hcc sec or a business school for mim can you help me out like can you have a call with me can you help me figure out which school should i apply to 
And soon that call ended up being like, you know, after two weeks, I was helping them with their essays. And um, I was like saying that, okay, like I'm more than happy to have a look at your essay. I helped them prepare for their interview. So I did this for over like 20 or 30 or 40 candidates um, for free. You know, I was just doing wow. it out of will. I was like, okay, um, I was in a very similar situation. I was reaching out to people when I was applying. And then I thought that I was getting good at it. And I was getting like better at like helping people with their, uh, you know, applications and giving them good advice. And soon I had a conversation with a couple of my uh, good friends, one from HEC, one from ESSEC. And they were also doing the same, actually. One of them is in the education space and the other is working in UK now. So we decided to start MIM Mentor. And the whole idea was to basically think of, uh, you know, like the uh, person who would be helping out with, with you with your application as a mentor you can, uh, you know, basically ask any question to. And there's a mentor you keep in touch with even after you, let's say, finish your application because the real journey starts once you finish your application, right? And once you get into the business school, that's when you're making that transition. And that's when you really need a mentor to like help you out with different things. And uh, that's that's the whole purpose of MI Mentor is that, you know, like we're more than just a typical educational consultancy. And what I also heard from a lot of the, you know, our clients or even people I helped was that, the educational consultancies in India were, uh, you know, basically not giving them uh, realistic or like, you know, actual advice because they had never been to a business school or they had never like even be with set, set foot on the campus of a business school. So they were sitting in India and working on their essays. Maybe they're producing great essays, but what a business school or like an MIM admissions committee really looks for is how well you connect with the business school. Like, are you the right fit for the business school? Is the business school the right fit for you? So it has to be like a two-way match. Uh, and uh, that's something that we can provide since we have actually been and studied in that business school. So um, that's that's what it is. And like basically how we do it is we take you through the entire application roadmap, right? Right from how to shortlist and, you know, which universities to apply to understanding like the timelines and the different application deadlines and what kind of, you know, like the requirements are for each application of a business school. And we do the first part actually for free. We do a profile evaluation call. That's what we call it. And basically it's a call where we uh, go through the CV of the applicant and based on the profile, we ask them a few questions and we understand, okay, which would be the right schools for them and post that if they're interested to like really work on the application with us, they can sign up for one of this, one of our services. So that's MIM Mentor in a nutshell. So the experience of all the mentors at mimmentor.com is what primarily distinguishes it from other consultancy services. Plus, another good thing that I really liked about this is it doesn't stop when you get a dream university. Rather, it continues. And that's the, I think, most difficult part because when you mentioned about the gap year and, you know, other services or other uh, platforms that uh, the college offers, you don't know what to do and what internships you should go for and this, if the service still continues, it's really good. So, yeah. Hmm. Uh, Yashwant, so what was the role that NITK played in your journey? You're also the founder of eSummit, which is the annual flagship event of eSell NITK. Can you tell us more about your visions and motivation behind eSummit? So, I think NITK, the main thing that really helped me was the crowd as such. Like the people that you meet over there the ideas that they share and you know the vision that they have is very different from you know other colleges that you uh, you might go to and that's something that uh, helps out quite a lot and also the opportunity to work in various associations and clubs and you know 
develop yourself individually that's something that has me quite a lot over there and that actually gave me a bit of insight you know into why i want to get into business and you know why i want to do certain roles as such and coming to e summit uh, so it actually started when we had gone uh, when we had gone in a final year to e summit uh, iit bombay a uh, few of us had gone from college and you know we had a really good experience there we got to interact with a lot of uh, lot of entrepreneurs who are very big in the indian uh, startup ecosystem as such we saw events where you know people were funding startups right on the spot and we were like you know if you are in a culture like this uh, you are definitely going to get into entrepreneurship as such and and itk has had some really good startups in the past like uh, taxi for sure and tractor as such and over the last few years like uh, there have been startups but it's uh, kind of stagnated a bit uh, a bit people are not that interested into the ecosystem and esel as a club is supposed to in- inspire and motivate people into this space and we thought e summit would be a perfect event for um, students to learn about entrepreneurship learn about the various aspects the various facets and what are the difficulties in building your own company and also provide a platform where investors can come and invest into the startups which are coming in college as such and yeah so that is the main uh, reason behind which why we built e summit and also you know to give a spark back to e summit we had lost a bit of spark over the last few years and we just wanted to uh, regenerate the interest into the club as such okay that's great to know how esel really helped you in your journey i think pranav and yashwant both of you have been a part of esel and itk esel back then was known as euphoria if i'm not wrong yeah i was just going to i was just going to say that actually it was called euphoria back then uh, i don't know when it i think it changed to esel in our final year or one year after uh, we graduated maybe 2014 or 15 yeah 2015 yeah it is called euphoria engineers for forum for entrepreneurship events that's what it was called and uh, yeah we didn't do things as cool as e summit back then but uh, <laughs> it was still quite active you would be surprised how active it was we had a good team uh, we organized a tedx in 2012 uh, we organized quite oh. events actually like uh, for startups um, there was actually one event where the entire e cell was working on business plans so we split them into groups and uh, we were working on business plans small ideas uh, bootstrapped uh, but it was also a nice experience but um, yeah good 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 memories are huh? really good memories it's nice to know how our club has evolved from that and you know it has been doing these great things from a long time i am surprised to know that <laughs> okay so with that we come to an end of today's episode thank you pranav and yashwant for your insights on the mim program and for sharing your journey with our listeners I'm sure this podcast will be very useful for people who are confused about the masters in management degree or want to know more about the preparation involved in the same. Thanks a lot to the two of you for taking out time for this, especially early in the morning at eight o'clock. <laughs> no worries, happy to happy to help. And uh, I think I'd just like to add a small note. Like, if anyone needs um, any help, uh, you know, like, or if you're confused, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, you can contact me on LinkedIn or. Uh, Yeah, I think LinkedIn is probably the best way, uh, and yeah, more than happy to help out, especially if it's an NITK student. There's a you know special connection, so yeah, good luck. So NITK students, yeah, do connect with Yashwant and Pranav on LinkedIn. Yashwant, would you like to add anything? Yeah, uh, thanks a lot for having us here. I think this is a very good uh, initiative, and it helped out a lot of guys. And yeah, if You you need any help at any point of time. You can always uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn. 
That's great. Thanks a lot for being there for all of us. We'll definitely hit you up on LinkedIn. I would also like to thank our listeners. I hope you took away something valuable from today's episode of the ABCs of applying to a B school. Until next time, stay home, stay safe and stay strong. Thank you very much.